two guys on a mission to provoke you to greatness. We're tackling tough subjects and sharing real life experiences. No, no holds, holds barred. barred. We fought for our family's freedom and want to help you achieve the same. If you want to live a life you've never lived, you have to do things you've never done. Let, Let the, the story, story begin. begin. What's going What's on, up? ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Nick and Mark show. Good We're to see you. And guess what? It's episode 30. Did you know that? Bro, 30. Episode 30, baby. Super, super excited. Today's going to be an awesome show. We have a very special guest, my main man, Mr. Luke Rayford. And uh, we're going we're gonna to get to know a little bit about who he is. Fun fact, Nick doesn't even know the guy. He's one of my buddies uh, from businesses that from the insurance business that we're in. But Nick, you're going to get to know Luke, and you you have no idea what's coming. You have no idea what's coming. But Luke, welcome to the show, man. We Thank appreciate you. Uh, having you on. Thank you. Good to Thank meet you, you, Luke, virtually. Yes, nice to meet you, Nick. Yes, sir. Where, where, where are you out of? Are you from, you're out of. Yeah, I'm from Texas, uh, but I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm. So, and where are you from in Texas? In between Austin and Houston, it's a small town. Yeah, right where all the cows live. That's where I'm yeah, from. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I lived in uh, I lived in in between Dallas and Fort Worth for some time in South Lake. I don't know if you know South Lake. Yeah, yeah I do. I'm, I'm in Dallas probably once a month at least. So I'll be okay. back next week. Nick actually ran away to Dallas in disobedience really? for a few years. Yeah, ah! yeah, just to kind of find himself, yeah, yeah. and then, little, and then he made his Tony way back. Yeah, he made his way uh, back. He was chasing a girl. Okay. It wasn't, okay. Exa it wasn't exactly like that. Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> but you, you know what happened, man? God was faithful. And he used that moment in my life, which was incredible to see his grace, to see his, his sovereign goodness mm -hmm. over me because we make stupid decisions, right? But God opened the door for me to work at Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Oh, nice. And he also allowed me to go to Christ for the Nations uh, wow. which is a school in Dallas. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, everything works out for the good for those who love him, right? Right. You know, right. It was hot. Luke, you know, it's hot down there, bro. Oh, yeah. And, and the first house that I lived at, right, they had a hose that was uh, around the foundation of the house that seeped water into the foundation. Okay. And I said, bro, I said, yo, your hose is leaking. And he goes, that's not a leak. We have to do that so that the foundation and the ground doesn't crack away. It stays moist. I said, I got to move oh. back to Connecticut. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so you're, are you from the East Coast? Are you from that part? Yeah, Connecticut, Tri-State. Yeah. We yeah, actually cool. joke around. The area that I'm from, we call it the Lost Borough. The Lost okay. Borough. Because okay. Manhattan, New York has five boroughs. Right? right, right. So we joke around that the lower part of Fairfield County, actually, which it's part of the Tri-State map. Right. And actually, Mark and I were featured in a song, uh, I think, right? We were featured yeah. in a song with Jermaine. Yeah. Or we were part of something. And they actually talked about I, the I think it was girl. Intelligence, too, wasn't it? Intelligence, uh, Jermaine artist, Page. Intelligence, actually, I don't know. Do you know Do you know Alvin Slaughter, the praise and worship leader? Doesn't doesn't ring a bell. So he's got a son named Sean. And, and uh, Sean Slaughter uh, is a rapper. Okay. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever heard of this, uh, but there used to be in the Bronx, 
a rap fest, a Christian rap fest. Wow. And they would have 150 rappers, bro, in the weekend. I'm right. talking I'm talking grits, cross right. movement. Right, cross you know, movement. Yeah. Bro, you name <laughs> oh, you name yeah. Yes, right. you name you name it, they were there. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So I lived in Boston, Massachusetts for a little bit. I actually lived in Foxborough, okay. but yeah, so I lived there for almost two years. And uh, so I, I've been to Connecticut before. It's beautiful land out there. It uh, is beautiful. beautiful yeah, country. it's definitely yeah. dope. Definitely dope. So you're in Vegas right now. Um, yeah. Before we get too much into you, guys, we have a, a pretty interesting show today. Obviously, everybody knows that Queen Elizabeth Deuces uh, recently died. and some people have mixed opinions about that. Some people are like, yay, the witch is dead. And then other people are, you know, mourning and, and super have sad. Have people that really said, yay, she's gone? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> there's quite I a bit. Can't quite Listen, a bit. I can't imagine the people that would say that about her because she was stellar. Yeah. I. Well, they, they don't, well, they people, don't even people, deserve it. Listen, listen people, people, conspiracy theorists think she was part of the Illuminati and all that stuff. So they're they like, don't deserve yeah. to be on the face she's of the reptile. Earth. <laughs> yeah. I've heard people say she's a reptile too. So I don't bro, know. She, she loved, she loved the Lord. Well, let's hope, bro. Let's hope. She spent, she used to spend time with Billy, with Billy Graham. Uh, interesting. Interesting. It's funny, bro, spend- because on Facebook, on Facebook, you'll see some of the craziest posts. Mm-hmm. Some people like, like thanking God that she's dead, bro, and then yeah, well, other people, other people, literally saying "rip" and mourning and being like I, super sad. I would have Jeez. to imagine that those people also put a cue on their front door. I, I don't know, dude. I don't okay, know. I'm just we saying. Wanna, we want to touch on that subject, and obviously, guys, if you're listening to the podcast, let us know in the chat what you think uh, and what some of your opinion is on the whole event that took place. This is a this is a pretty pretty big moment in history i mean it's the queen's change, been a been changed the queen's been a queen since before we were even born you so know? do you want to broach the subject video. about queen elizabeth right now yeah absolutely we're going to talk a little bit about queenie so so listen to this this is very interesting and i'm just going to share a couple of facts queen elizabeth reigned for 70 years and ah. i think that this is important i, I think this is important for the people that are watching, are good people. These are some really cool facts about Queen Elizabeth. And if you don't know her, if you don't know her, these are, I think this is important. You got to get a get a, a visual. You kind of have to understand who she was. And uh, some of these are funny facts as well, right? Like on her wedding day, her tiara broke. I don't know. Interesting. That's kind of funny. That's, you would think, man, you know, you know, the, the Alice in Wonderland cartoon off with her head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if her, if, it, if her tiara broke on her wedding day, somebody's head was rolling for sure. Yeah. But sure. she reigned for 70 years from 1953 to 2022. Wow. That's a long okay. time to be in power, bro. Long time. Yes. Long time. And, uh, she was born on the 21st of April in 1926. Such a, I mean, listen, 1926. And then she came into power in 1953. Mm. Put that together. She's the queen, bro, of a monarchy. Yeah. That's incredible. 
Yeah, but her family's a little wacky, bro. Well, her family's I wacky. No, I well now now see that's what we were talking about a little bit. We we discussed who's in charge now. Yeah, Charles exactly. is in charge. Charles in charge. So that power oh, is going to watch that show. Over. Charles in charge. Yes, of course. He's been waiting a long time for that position. She yeah, was the longest has. reign monarch ever in Britain. And stop me if you hear something that you think is exciting. She okay. served. She was served. Listen to this. She was served by fifteen UK prime ministers. Can you imagine that? She lived to have served. Fifteen prime ministers served her in her time as queen. That's wild. That's pretty pretty wild. Yep. Now here's a pretty cool fact. Check this out. Her favorite dog was a corgi. Did you ever see her where she didn't have a corgi with her? Her no, corgis were no. always with her. And this is really neat. Her corgi was out in the yard one day with one of the royal family members' doctions. And she was the first person to make the dorgy. You mean a the corgi and a doctor went together? Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. yep. The Queen's yep. designer dog. There you go. Queen's <laughs> dog. Did you ever used to drive without a license? No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you drove without a license? Maybe. What about you, Luke? What you put on the internet always stays on the I know, internet. I know, man. I, I have to watch it. Honestly, I don't. I don't know if I really remember it. I drove. There's a lot. My, was, I drove I my nineteen sixty-five Ford Mustang. Huh? My dad would take me on back roads, you know, because it's in the country, right? And yeah. I would just drive down back roads, you know, every night. So we had church practice. So I would play the drums in the church band. I was young, it was like eleven, twelve, yeah. and then on up. And then as I got older, he would let me drive these back roads you know 13 miles home that no cars were on so i would just learn how to drive so that's pretty cool though this should make you feel better that you don't need to like hide those facts right you guys you you guys you big important guys queen elizabeth never had a driver's license and always wow. drove <laughs> well when you're the when you're the elite Master of the universe, bro. I guess you can do whatever you want. Um, That's crazy. I think there's one more cool thing that would interest you because you are social marketers, right? She sent yeah. her first email in 1976. Was email even around at that time? For her, it was. And yes, email was around. She sent her first email in 1976, and she published her first Instagram post in 2019. She was on Isn't Instagram. Isn't that cool? She tagged, yeah, Abe, she was... Lincoln. She tagged <laughs> Abe Lincoln in that one. Isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah. I got a fun fact. She, she owned an elephant, two giant turtles, a jaguar, wow. and two pairs of sloths. sloths. Yes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I don't know how you do that, but apparently she did it. I don't know. Were they living in the in the uh, in the palace with her? Uh, you know, she had a lot of properties. 
Do you know that her first property she owned, she was only eight years old? Well, that's crazy. Wow. That's pretty nuts, families. right? She One of those families where you get things passed down to you, of course. Well, actually, somebody gifted her a home, I think, in Wales. I think they gave her a home. Mm -hmm. um, but here's, here's my last final fun fact about Queen Elizabeth. This is so neat. She used to go incognito. She would go on a trip, you know, like sometimes you, you got to get away. Oh, and she went to Scotland. She went to Scotland. This is funny. And a tourist came up to her and asked her, have you ever met the queen? Huh. And she didn't say anything, bro. She looked at her bodyguard and she said, no, but he has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could imagine being in power or being so wealthy like that. You'd have to be slick yeah, trying to sure. like sneak in and out of places. Because, you know, like if you've ever been in any type of leadership in whether it was in ministry right. at a church or in some type of position in a company, you know that like your life is in a, in a bubble, right? Your life is in sure. a fishbowl. Everybody sure. wants to know and is in your business and, and yeah. you live very open and, and it's hard to get away from, from that stuff. We see it in the news with Elon Musk and all these big wealthy people. Everybody's nitpicking on every single thing that they do, man. It's hard yeah. to get away from that. Right. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, for sure. I have a fun fact. Britain has been preparing for Queen's death since 1960. What? Britain has been preparing for the Queen's death since 1960. They've been Bro, doing they've been doing like like faux funerals, like like celebrations since that time leading up wow. to her death. So that was like what 60 years ago. Mm -hmm. yep. Right. Yep. And that would mean that they were preparing for her death since she was like 40. I, I mean, like knows? 35, back, back 40 years old. Was, but back in the day, it was different because you used to like, you used to die a lot earlier, right? In your 60s or 70s. Yeah. Like yeah. that's kind of what people thought. And then because of modern medication and, you know, inventions and whatnot, you're starting, yeah. you know, life started to live longer. And we, we know this because Luke and I, and, and, you know, we're in the insurance industry, so we're learning a lot about this, you know, longevity and, and how life is expanding over the years a lot, you know, mm -hmm. further than it used to be. But, um, uh, yeah, so that's weird to be preparing for somebody's death since they were 40 years old, since 1960. Jose, we're talking about Queen Elizabeth II. She passed away on Thursday, uh, just so you know. And, uh, yeah, just to catch you up to speed, anybody that is listening, we are talking about Queen Elizabeth II. And, uh, of course, you know, our foundational pillars are faith, family, and freedom, right? And she was definitely somebody that fought for those things. I don't know if you know this, but in World War II, she was not shy to uh, get on the battlefield. She put on a uniform and fought alongside her countrymen. Wasn't she you know 19 that? years old? She was around 19 years old. She, Appa yeah, she Apparently, she was the first British woman ever to serve an active duty military at 19 years old and Royal. Yeah. Royal, Royal military. and Royal. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's Cause wild. at the time she was princess Elizabeth. Right. That's crazy. Do you remember when Prince, Prince, princess Diana died? Yes. That thing was, that was a big, like, yeah. I mean, that shook, our, that shook our, uh, Oh, that shook the, that shook the entire world. 
yeah, well, she was thirty-six when she passed away. How, how old was she? Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Yeah, that's crazy. And and back then, you even heard conspiracy theories about her dying and why she yeah. died. Yeah, they were some crazy stories. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy right. stories about that. Yeah, I, I mean, I even heard I even heard that she like slept with like Michael Jackson. Like I people oh say the people say the craziest things. Bro, I don't know. But I, I find conspiracy theories interesting. Like I don't buy into all the conspiracy theories, but I I want to learn about them because there's always some maybe some tiny little sliver of truth that that conspiracy theory you know theory started from, right? There's always sure. the, that one little strand that may be close to the truth, but then it's been it's like uh like that that game of operator it goes from one yeah. mouth to another yeah. to another to yeah. another then it becomes you know you know this whole big crazy thing you know? rabbit hole you're just it, it does oh boy. when you, when you grab a hold of a good conspiracy theory you can <laughs> right oh down. yeah oh yeah and yeah. and each conspiracy theory helps you uncover other conspiracy theories but a conspiracy theory is you don't know whether it's true or not that's exactly right. There, there could be validity to it, or it could be just somebody that made it up sitting down in their, their mom's basement. You know, we don't know. For sure. You know? Uh, but I like conspiracy. I, I like a good old conspiracy theory, man. I like a good old one. I, I try not to dive too deep into them. But um, here's another fun fact. During her reign, Queen Elizabeth traveled over one million miles. Wow. One million miles in her reign. Six, seven-year reign. How old? How, how long was her reign? 70 years? 70 years. Four, four, yeah, 70 years. Yeah. It's equivalent to 40 journeys around the earth. She's the most well-traveled monarch in British history. That's incredible. Yeah, pretty wild. Pretty wild. That's incredible. So, um, yeah, man. Any any other fun facts for uh, Queen Elizabeth? No, I think we I think we covered it. But we we, you know, oh. listen... I think it's important that we talk about this and, and you know, that this is going, there's going to be a shift that's going to take place because you had a God fearing woman, woman on the throne. And now you've got somebody that. Yeah. I would even You're, dare say he could be godless. You don't know what's going to happen. Right. And that could change the face of, you know, it could that chart whole a different course for sure. Yep. You know, yep. yeah, so that's, that's I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be some things that are coming down the pike mm. very soon. Oh yeah. Soon, soon. It's like yeah. when a president gets into office, their first hundred days, they change everything that the first president, you know, the president before them uh, uh, put in Correct. place. So, yeah. Yeah. so this, is it Harry, right? Harry that took over? No, Charles. Charles, um, Prince Charles, now King yeah, Charles. No, Harry, you do not want that, bro. <laughs> they, they, they get me all confused. So Harry's Charles, the grandson. Yeah, there you go. Harry's the grandson. But Charles is like an old man now, right? Right. He's older, bro. But, you know, it, it, what's what's interesting to me is, is you know, you we had this monarchy. Mean. You had Queen Elizabeth, and she was she was uh, gung-ho for freedom, and, mm. for, uh, and she was conservative, you know? Mm. Uh, but now you've got... Charles, who could be best friends with uh, Joe. Yeah. So I think know. we're I think we're swimming in uh, shark infested or, waters. Oh, for sure. Say, or or Epstein, but 
we won't go down the conspiracy. Oh man, you want to open up that can of worms? <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean we, there's ties. Got, there's ties to the royal family. There, there is. Got pure, they've got pure factual evidence yeah. that Charles was involved with Epstein. Oh yeah, pictures, yeah. bro, pictures. And who knows if that's going to come out now that he's actually in power? If somebody wants to take him down and they get that little black book and they want to oh, start yeah. exposing some names, yeah. well. They that'll that'll, that'll bring the world to his knees, bro. Sure. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's scary times. It's you know, listen, times. let's go. Usher it in. You want that one world government? Bring it. Let's go. It's time. Bring it. Come on. <laughs> They're rolling it out. They're definitely rolling Dude, it the out. The only thing that I'm concerned with is getting on the street and letting people know about Jesus. So. Yeah. Yeah. They could shackle me and put me in prison. They could. Do whatever they want. Burn me at the stake. Let's go. That's what it takes, man. That's what we signed up for. I mean, you know, we just heard a, a message in church uh, today, and the, the 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 preacher was talking about Esther, the book of Esther, yep. and kind of Mordecai and his whole experience, yeah. how he groomed Esther to hide her faith mm. and to hide who she was, and they they were in a land that they weren't even supposed to be in, but they were hiding and they were suppressing right. themselves. Cause they didn't want anybody to know. But then when she got in power and he, her people were in trouble, Mordecai said, you better speak out and you better, you know, mm -hmm. let them know that your people are suffering. And, you know, and, and she ended up, she could have said, no, heck no, I'm staying who I am. And this is where I am. And, but she decided to, you know, really fight for a cause that she believed in whether she would die That's or right. not. And she most likely was preparing to die. Adasa. And she, yeah, and she stood up for her people. And, you know, the preacher's main point was she was born for such a time as this, right. at that very moment when her people needed her, when God needed her to speak up because she was in the highest place of power that yes. her people could be in. But yeah. he, he brought it back to us. Right. We live in crazy times right now. The world is flipping messed up. Right. It's more dark and messed up than it ever has been in, in many people's eyes and many people's opinions, yeah. right? We've had some dark times in the dark yeah, yeah. ages and stuff like that. Oh, right? but the, the devil's not hiding anymore. The right. devil's not hiding. You That's can, the thing. On. It's more, Luke, more it, Bring it, Luke. Yeah, no, okay. I mean, you can't watch Disney without seeing the devil. You can't, mm. you can't like the thumbprints, you can't go to Redbox and rent a movie that doesn't have witchcraft in it. Like it, it's it's questioning everything at this point. Like, man, what do I let my kids watch now? Because I used to think Disney was wholesome, and now they're watching something that could potentially change their, you know, future because of a thought that they placed in their head intentionally. You must have listened to our last couple podcasts. Come on, no, not, not that. No, I didn't. Not, not that one. I listened to a couple of them, but not that. Not any of those. We 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 talked about that recently, bro. Wow. About about Disney. Disney's a big topic on this right. on this podcast because we we love Disney. We used to right, you know right, right, was a right. big part of Disney was part of his life and because they're changing things and it's not so subtle anymore. It's like blinking in your face. Right. We don't care what the parents think. We're going to go after your kids at this We point. have an agenda. Yeah. Big agenda, bro. Yeah, they just they about do about have an agenda. Demon. Little yep. Demon we just talked about this last week on the, on last That's week's right. podcast. Yep. Little I, I heard movie. about that. I haven't watched. I have. I've heard about it, but I haven't you watched. You don't need it. to watch it. Yeah, I'm sure that's why I didn't watch it. I saw yep. what it was. It was like next. Yep. I mean, it's just normal now. At it's this normal. point, at this time, it's like the devil's thumbprints on everything. Yep. And, and it, but it, it makes me question. And this is one of the reasons why I feel like 
a burden to do this is because I believe just the way Esther was raised to be silent. I feel like believers were raised to be silent. Believers were taught to, um, Hey, we're offending people. Hey, we're stepping on people's toes. You know, uh, let's get prayer out of schools. Let's not pray. You know, we might offend someone. And then they're like, don't shove Jesus down our throat. But now what are they shoving down our throat? And it's, so it's kind of like push us out of the way you're offending me. So now I can have control. And it's right. like, you, you, it's at first it seems oh, innocent. On, bro. And then it's like, Oh, that's what you were doing. Yep. That was, now 20 years later, that's what you were trying to do. Cause yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but everything, I'm sorry. I get to preach and I'll just get going. Preach, man. Go. Preach. Let's go. This is what we're about. This is yeah. what we're about. Yeah. You know, God is a generational God and so is the devil. He, he's he's mindful of the children of today because he knows it's the future tomorrow. And, on, and when when God's raising up this next generation, he's raised yeah, up people like us for such a time as this. Like I've listened to some of y'all's podcasts like y'all were probably the wild boys in church like I was. And, and I, I was I was raised in church. I went and got a testimony. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go earn my stripes and in the world and, you know, thought I knew better and ended up coming back. But. God is is raising up and he raises says when you raise a child up right in the in the end they won't depart. And no matter you can try the world, but it never fulfills because you know what your foundation was built on. Come on, and so brother. that's where you come, you always come back home and you have to because you won't have peace without it anyway. So you might as well that's come exactly home. Exactly right. Hit it. You hit it right there. Yeah. Super powerful. Yeah. The preacher was yeah. talking about today also that you know. Back in that time of Esther, they were okay with Christians. They were okay with, they were actually okay with the church of Christ because as long as the church, as long as your religion didn't interfere with the cultural statutes, the cultural rules, then they wouldn't bother you. But the right. moment Christianity started to get above the line and to start to change the culture, which Christianity did, right. as soon as the culture started to being, be, started being affected by the Christian ways. That's when King Xerxes came down and said, mm. oh, heck no, everybody's going to die now. Right. And, and it was, it was like during that time where like Christians were okay being a little bit reserved because as long as they didn't ruffle anybody's feathers, they could preach, they could right. listen to whatever they wanted to do. Right, but as right. soon as, the, and so we're living in that same time right now where where the government, where the state, where everybody's okay with Christians, as long as they don't, mess with anybody else's worldviews right, or with right, anybody right. else's views. But as soon as somebody stands up and says, no, abortion is bad. No, right. marriage between a man and wife is the way that it should be. And between right. a man and man shouldn't be. And it's, right. as long as we don't do that, they're okay with it. But the minute we start doing that, off with their heads. Right, right, right. Yep. Christians yep. are crazy. Yep. Off with their yep. heads. That's right. And I think we're in a similar time where you know, Jesus is coming back soon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Crazy times, man. Yeah. I no. said, uh, you know, I, I shared this with somebody today. And uh, I think this is this is truth. This is so real. Pastor Glenn, my pastor, uh, spoke about this. And I'm going to paraphrase. You're the next step in salvation history. You mm -hmm. are. Right. What started in the garden and was woven through time all the way to Jesus, you're the next step. You're a 
equipped, you're called. You're the story of salvation. And this now depends on our faithfulness as it was for Paul, Timothy, Philip, Mary, etc. And the countless brothers and sisters that paved the way for us, you're the next step. It's us. Hmm. Yeah. People yeah. aren't getting saved because they're reading stories about what Paul did. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. People are getting saved because we're out on the street. We're talking about it within our family circles. We've got friendship groups. We've got new friends. We've got these relationships. And it's all up to us. You know, when I speak in front of people, sometimes I've had them say verbally, Jesus is Lord. And then I make them wave right. their hands around like crazy, you know, just all over the place. And then I make them stomp their feet. And then I finish with, we're the mouth and the hands and the feet right. of him. Yeah. And I bring it down to that level like a child, right? Playing like a game in church because it's that simple. It doesn't have to be any harder than that, right? We are literally his mouthpiece. And we're literally the ones that go out and stir the waters. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, you know, I think I think sometimes we're so we're so small in this flicker of existence. If you go back in, in the timeline, you know, we're born for such a time as this. Because I was thinking about it, man. What was it like to be born when Jesus was born to have to go walk to the next location because it was 30 miles away or whatever, you know, and it's like it's a different era. It's a different time period. Everything we could have been born at another time period, another phase of life, but we're here now, and That's we right. see the times. We see we see where we're at, and it's happening now. These are the end days, because you know, twenty years ago, what they were like, oh, this is the end times, in which very well could be the setup, you know. You and now we're there, no right? Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And it could be it, it it could be this stretch, but we know no matter what, like this is the time that we are here, and we can either be effective. Or we can be pushovers, or we can actually stand up and have values sure. that Jesus stood for. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we only have this one life. This is just this is us. This is our time, and we get to give God glory with our lives. And and I'm okay yeah. with standing up because at one point I wasn't. At one yeah. point I was cool being quiet. I didn't want to. I didn't want to speak up. I mean, to be honest with you, like me being on a podcast a year ago, I was good. Because I didn't want to, I didn't want to put myself out there. I didn't want to be vulnerable. I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to step out out of my comfort zone and manage expectations of people or fear or opinions of men. If I say this, what will they think? And I just, I guess, I'm just over it because it's either fear God or fear man. And and at the end of the day, I fear God. And to be honest with you, I really don't fear men, so I don't know why I didn't want to speak up. I just didn't. I just appreciate not being in that uh, spot to take heat mm -hmm. if I don't need to. It's like choose your battles type thing. I mm -hmm. don't need to catch heat every time. And I say this in the song, you know, I appreciate the silence. I appreciate, I'm, I'm fine in the background, not talking. <laughs> I'm fine like yeah. in the back, you know, not being on the front, you know, I'm sure Mark, I'm sure you're okay not being in the front, but you get pulled up on stage in front of 12,000 people. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> you know, yeah. for sure. Luke, Agreed. And Mark, I agree with you because I was just about to verbally say, listen, we're here to have a good time 
We're here to talk about some real things. If you want to jump on the feed and say retarded things, then the consequences are bye-bye, okay? So if you'd like to be kind and you'd like to be understanding and you'd like to pose good questions, in fact, we are, uh, we are live. So at any rate, just be kind. That's all. It's very simple. Yeah, we got some some commenters on Facebook uh, talking a little silly. So, Luke, tell me what the turnaround was for you, brother. So, so I was just on a recent podcast. That podcast is coming out in the next week or so. It's with a uh, 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 another ministry guy, but he's an entrepreneur. You know, building his business, uh, representing his family. He came out of ministry. He was a church planner for many years. He's got an incredible testimony. But we talked about this in that podcast about how there was a period in my life where I was in the church or in the bubble. I lived it, breathed it, ate it, slept it. I was there. I didn't know outside the world right. because I was so just submerged in ministry because I, I, I grew up in ministry. I was in ministry with my with my dad's church. I worked there. I, I lived there three days, out, four days out of the week. So I went from a place of ministry to no ministry, moving out of Connecticut into Tennessee and being in a, in a secular, regular job where people would cuss and swear and tell dirty jokes. And it was a little bit of a culture shock to somebody right. who lived and breathed ministry for their whole life. Right. And I went through a place where I was kind of a little more reserved in my faith too, until I said, you know what? Enough is enough. I got to just be me. I don't care what people think. Even if I get fired, this is what I have to do. So I know there was like a, a light bulb that went off in my life, but I want to hear from like you, what was the turning point in your life over the last year or two that you just said, you know what, enough is enough. I got to live the way that I'm meant to live. What was that turning point for you? Yeah, um, you know, because depending on two different things, like if we're going to talk about, you know, the, the light bulb really switching, because I, I came back, you know, to my right mind probably about 23, uh, maybe around that area. And good so, age, good age. From, yeah, so about, you know, even in while I was in church and growing up, I still wasn't, uh, you know, I would I would play the drums at on the worship band on Wednesday night and then we would have a it was an underage club called Wild Wednesday and we got wild <laughs> and and, and it, you know 16 17 you know I would I wasn't allowed to go I wasn't I wasn't allowed to go but I would find a way to go <laughs> so I would go in and I would you know walk in with underage and I had been drinking and I had been doing all this stuff so I had lived kind of this double life growing up and so it was kind of like I was always there, but it wasn't real to me yet. And so when I grew up and you get freedom, you kind of make your own decisions. And oh, yeah. you know, I, I decided I was going to do my own thing. And, and, I, and then I went, you know, twice as crazy as I already was mm -hmm. and just walked down that road. And, and I can just remember one day laying in bed and, and you know, to spare the details. But when I if I told you it's, it's wild, it's it's I can remember, you know, I'm trying to trying to guard how much i can i say on this but Don't, there was a listen, moment no holds barred here bro so <laughs> i mean we get real here so if you want to get real and yeah. this is your testimony share with us yeah yeah you know it, it's it's, it's kind of crazy but i remember you know us being at a at a party and and i was at some friend's house and and they were my friends but i had was really connected with these friends and so they had a they had their little roommates and they had a you know big mansion almost a bunch of guys living the mac life you know and i remember one of the guys got um a shipment in that was empty and it was he was expecting some stuff and 
he panicked and was like, holy crap, we got to go. Like, I don't know what just happened, but, you know, he's yep. expecting the heads to knock on the door. And, and yep. so everybody's freaking out in the house. Everyone's going and doing all this, getting things out of the way. Hey, get this out of the house, do this. And and I remember going to uh, Hooters that night and we drank <laughs> and, and, you know, we're just like hiding out, whatever. Just if they come, they're not going to come at this time. So let's just go back at 1 a.m. or whatever. And we showed up late. And I remember we just partied hard the whole night. This is like, we just don't care at this point. Like everything that was in the house is back in the house. We're just like living it up. And and I remember laying in my bed that morning. It was like 7 a.m. And just going, what am I doing with my life? Mm. Like I am living this wild life. And I and honestly, I got this kind of spiritual side, but I can just almost remember feeling like there was demons in the room with me. And just me knowing that I was not living the life that I was supposed to be living. I was off track. I was, and it just, it was like a wall was down at that moment. Right. And so um, anyways, that was my moment. So you said that you were staying at your house then, or were you at Matt Humphrey's? I had, I, I had, I had friends, I had an apartment and then I had friends that I was always with and we were always, we were kind of like relatives almost, you know? So, uh, but yeah. I know that life, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up like Mark. (laughs) Okay, cool. You know, it's funny because maybe I'm going to blend to both of y'all. We'll see. I think so. I think so. I I, I mean, I was more, I was more straight edge until I met Nick and then he started Mm. taking me to clubs at like 13 years old, but uh, (laughs) we still, you know, we, we had a good time, but you know, I I still stayed straight edge, you know, and then Nick's testimony is, he came out of that life of, you know, just debauchery, right? Just yes. sex, drugs, and house right. music, right? Yeah. But he got radically transformed at our church, at the church that my dad was running. And uh, it was like night and day different, like 24-hour difference, like boom, yeah. cut yeah. and dry. And then he just, from that point on, he lived his life up until today, yeah. completely sold out. For Christ. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Now that I think about that, I just brought on a new business partner who runs a nonprofit ministry called High on Jesus. Mm. And his whole his whole ministry is taking people off the streets and well, off of, it. you know. So, well, yeah, we may have to have him on the podcast, too. Yeah, that would be fun. So, but, uh, but, yeah, man, I appreciate that story, Luke. That's uh, that's powerful. Yeah. You no, know? it's uh, it, it's when you when you accept that you're not where you want to be. Mm-hmm. I think that's the real thing. Like, am I, is this the life I want to live for the next 10, 15, 20, or the rest of my life? And and if, if I pass away early, am I cool with this going on my headstone? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause we're writing our legacy. We're writing our story. Yeah. And I just wasn't cool with that version of me knowing that I could have been better. I, I, you know, mentally, I wasn't, I wasn't where I am today, you know, and, and I can tell you that I've gotten better over the years, you know, that was probably, you know, probably 12 plus years ago now, maybe more than that now, honestly. So, um, just, where'd you say you're living now? I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada. There's a He's reason right on the trip, man. God sent me to sin city. He was like, look, go out. And are there, you, ma- you know? are you married? I am. I am. How many children? Wow. Uh, no kids. Uh, I have a beautiful wife. Uh, she leads worship at a church in, here in Las Vegas called City Let's Light Church. 
but she she leads worship there and uh, she sings. I, I met her through a mutual friend, which is probably like my equivalent to a Mark. Okay, yeah. I had a, I had a friend named Matt. Okay? okay, so Matthew, Mark, Luke, we all in here. Okay? Matt Humphrey. Yeah. Uh, yes. How do yeah, you know he, Matt Humphrey? Yeah, that's my that's my mother from another mother. That's my brother from. <laughs> we went to different schools together at the Come same on, time. Come on, man. <laughs> but he said he said you would quote unquote stay the night at his house, but not stay the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. commented. He commented that's on Facebook. That's awesome. What's up, Matt? That's my yeah. guy. That's, that's my awesome, guy. Bro. That's good. Well, Matt, I, I'd love to meet you one day, brother. We're probably you probably a lot alike. So yes, uh, yeah. So hey, listen, Nick. I, I mentioned to Nick briefly that you're a hip hop artist. Yes, yeah. Sir. You tell us a little bit about that. And I don't. And notice how I didn't say you're a Christian hip hop artist, right, right? Right. I believe I'm a firm believer that we are designed in the image of God, right. but that yes. Christian or non Christian, yeah. we have certain skills. And God's right. given us those skills. And just because we're a Christian doesn't mean we're a Christian hip-hop artist. Yeah, we're a hip-hop artist that loves Jesus, right? Absolutely. So you're a hip-hop artist. Tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah, you know, it's funny, but, you know, Matt, Matt has a big part of it. Me and Matt were in the band together growing up. He plays music. I, I learn music, whatever. And he would make beats. And we, we used to have this, uh, we call it the upstairs records, right? And, and we were we were just making music and whatnot. But when I got older, I remember Matt threw on a beat and I just started freestyling over the beat. And I started kind of realizing now I was saying crazy things like this was like wannabe gangster Luke talking crazy on the microphone. But I realized I had rhythm and I could do it. And so over the years, just kept kind of practicing and, and started writing a little bit and getting more into it over the years and it just turned out to like okay i can do this like i, I like this this is fun to me and so i i just kept kept going at it kept going at it ended up getting picked up by a label several years ago now about about almost eight years now and uh everything it did not crazy story that's a crazy god story on that end but uh no longer with that label and i'm i'm kind of doing things independent right now uh i do this part-time compared to my business Cause I just made up my mind. I didn't want to be a broke rapper and I wasn't like out in the streets hustling. I'm not, you know, I'm not living that life. I, I am, uh, I run a business. I, I'm a business owner. I, I wake up and grind every day for myself, me and my wife. And we do this and it's been a, it's a, been a pleasure, but I do this like at night at like 11 o'clock to like 4am. Like I do this at crazy time periods uh, to get well, it done. I saw a post the other day of you on Facebook talking about, it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm fighting with myself. Do I go to sleep or do I continue making beats? And then you crack the Red Bull and you're like, well, I guess we're doing this then. <laughs> yeah. yeah bro. That's kind of like Nick. Nick doesn't sleep ever. I don't think I've ever seen him sleep. He's just a night owl and he just stays up. And then he wakes me up in the middle of, you know, first thing in the morning with two, two uh, katanas standing over my head. Well, I used to live with Nick, so some crazy story. <laughs> But hey, listen, you sent me a link yeah. to a song that you recently came out with. Do yeah. you mind if I share that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Nick, I'm going to share my screen and we're going to listen to this song. Uh, and I'm going to share that. my, I would my love audio. To hear you. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. This is a this is an international debut of Luke Anthony. All right, let's go. Ready? Here we go. 
Hi kids, do you like violence? Do you wanna see what an aborted baby looks like chopped up like this? Ask your mom what happened to baby Ivan. He was gonna grow up, be a Tennessee Titan. I'm not lying, he would have been the tight end. Introduced you to your wife and been your mom's retirement. I'm sorry, I meant. Oh, looky there, man, I have to leave, man. I can't believe where the time went. You ever seen a Christian get beheaded by ISIS? Listen to blood cries on the ground, the sound of the righteous sacrifices. The devil tries to confuse your identity. The reality you made in God's likeness is diabolical. It's untold evil, and you ain't never really seen nothing like this. These guys bribe scribes to hide truth on papyrus. I don't know, I see differently through my iris. Whatever happened to the giants and the hybrids like Osiris? Man, this world's so blind, it's more blind than the three blind mice is. We won't be here long, we'll be out your hair like lices. Just remember the name you only remember when you're in the middle of a crisis. Do yourself a favor and recite this. I pledge allegiance to the kingdom of heaven. I believe it's a hand, so Jesus forgive me for my sins. And please, Lord God, help me to repent. Whoever believes in their heart and calls in his name shall be saved. So I thank God for his amazing grace. Man, scientists in the lab, like, look, no surprises. Just close your eyelids to die back with another virus. That's not all. It's a fentanyl. See, y'all the OD is just little old me taking a sip from this old tea. Oh my God, is he drunk? Like, who's biking? And now he's driving. I bet he doesn't even have a license. Y'all can cut me off. Man, I show you where the knife is. And I just got here. I didn't even know where the mic is. I didn't want to do this. I appreciate the silence, but now my will be done because this ain't my wish. I'm called to the game, so I guess these are my fish. No horoscopes and no pipes. I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there because I want people to go check it out on your YouTube channel. So I'm gonna link. I'm gonna link it up in the comments section. And uh, bro, that was so sick. So so sick, bro. Thank you guys. Thank Congratulations you. on that. I would buy that album in a heartbeat. Such a good song, man. And wow. uh, are you selling that right now? Or are you just blasting it on YouTube for anybody? Yeah, I'm, I'm just blasting it. I got a uh, because it's not my beat. I don't know the own the rights to it. It's an Eminem uh, yeah. classic, but it's funny because I, I posted this right, and then the other day I saw someone they did it too, and they wrote their own thing on it. And I'm like, nice. they they saw mine and went and did it because that's that's old you know what i mean those, old, the lyrics were so like well thought out it's the, they were so it's a very it's a deep song like that's what i keep hearing from the people who listen to it they're like i gotta listen to it and pick it apart because it's yes. like i that next line i say um i say oh what i say i said i was like i appreciate the silence i was like i this isn't my will this isn't my wish. Wait, where I just cut it off? Yeah, yeah. Right, let me share it. Let me share listen it. Let me to share the, it. Listen to the right, right, right. Easy to me. I spit some hard bars so hard even demons can see. I make them clench their butt cheeks tighter than a rich cyclist. Having a midlife crisis, doing backflips with Ryan Nyquist. Uh, hope these tightening off it suffices. But heaven is for real. You can't buy this. Sharks in the water, great whites wouldn't bite this. Coming back soon for your sons and daughters, don't fight this. Not but my power, but God's spirit gotta smite this. I'll leave the cipher for you to cipher. Give me a second while I try to cipher off the rest of this gas. We about to see the mark of the beast and we taking cash. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> Sick, bro. There's some lines in that that are that it will slap people in the face. It will wow. slap people in the face, bro. That so, was dope. 
kudos to you, man. Thank Super you. good stuff. I, I, I am going to be selling an album soon. I've got, I've got beats. I've got, man, I'm sitting on like 20 songs. Uh, I have, awesome. I have a lot of music I, and I, I have beats, but the problem is I've been writing to more beats that I don't own and I'm like, stop doing that. So I, yeah. you know, maybe I'll come out with a mixtape. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I'm putting songs together. I'm, I'm doing music. I'm just, I'm just putting me out there. That's yeah. really what it is. I'm just, I got to do what I feel like God told me to do. Mm. Well, I'm glad you and Nick are meeting because Nick has a lot of connections in the industry up north, Connecticut, New York, uh, uh, and that whole area, New Jersey. And so maybe if things work out and God opens doors, there could be some yeah, type of Yeah, I was just going to actually say there. to you, bro, we, uh, we just had a really, really good festival called City Fest. Uh, I don't know if you know the Palau organization. Do you know Luis Palau? No, I don't. heard of him? He's mm-hmm. like I'm. It's not. I'm not joking. He's like the Spanish Billy Graham. No, yeah. This guy, yeah. incredible. Yeah. Uh, so the Palau organization. We just did something called City Fest. We had Lecrae there. We had Toby Mac there. Um, nice. But we had this guy named George Moss there. Do you know George Moss? No, I don't. So he'll be on the show soon. Okay. Um, I, I would love to introduce you to some people. Yeah, for sure. And when you come out with your, your album or your, you know, hip-hop, whatever, let us know. We'll have you on again. We'll do like a, you know, little celebration stuff. So we love for celebrating sure. local artists. We love celebrating local business owners. I mean, we love it. So if, if you guys are listening on this show tonight, this podcast, you're, you're watching the replay, listening to the replay, and you're a, a local artist, a local business, an entrepreneur, yeah. a businessman, a, a, a pastor, prophet, teacher, and you want to get on this show, let us know. Reach out to Nick or myself. We'd love to yeah. interview you and yeah. potentially have you guys on. Uh, this is not just about us, man. This is about who we can help yes. reach the world, right? We want to get the sure. word out. And if it comes from yeah. us, comes from Nick, comes from Luke, doesn't matter who it comes yeah. from, we want to get the world out, uh, the word yeah, out to the world. Sure. So. But yeah, you. man. Thank you guys. But I'm super excited to have you on the show, bro. Um, Nick, man. We're at 50 minutes. What, 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 are you, what are your last words? And uh, you have any last words you want to say? And then we're going to wrap it up. Luke, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love for, have you, to, I'd love for you to pray yeah. for our listeners and our watchers. Yeah, that would be great. I guess, uh, I guess my – we're not going to get too deep involved in this. I know we're at 50 we minutes. We literally could stay on for probably another two hours. But we could. There's we no doubt. Do part two. No, we'll do a part two. Yeah, yeah. You know, listen, God, God is faithful. And, uh, he's, he's doing, listen, you hear this a lot. And often in the church, he's doing something new. He's not doing something new, but people are waking up and we're starting to, people are activated, right? My prayer is that people and pastors and evangelists and, and in ministry would be activated, right? I don't know if you've heard about the send that's. That's Lou Engel and the call. I don't know if you heard about those big events. The send is to fight in action. Okay. We talked about this today in church. It's our job. I read that thing to you that my pastor talked about. It's we're the next steps. So it's very important for us to realize that God has commissioned us. The Lord said, 
go and make disciples, right? We, we, we spoke about this on Friday. I didn't get to share this with you, Mark. We did an event on Friday night. Great. And I heard somebody this. Did Jesus come and say to the sinners? Did he say to the, to the gamblers? Did he say to the broken? Did he say, to, did he say I'm going to pray for you and we're going to go out and do this work and all these different things and this and that? No, man, he just loved on them. He took care of them. He helped them. He hugged them. He spoke with them like we speak. You know, one of my prayers is, and this might even go out to Tom who was watching. One of my prayers is that you would understand, Tom, that this is not about, uh, you know, what you experienced in the past. This is not, this is not typical Christianity, what you're seeing right here. Mark and Luke and I, we're not playing church, brother. We just want you to know the love of God. We want you to understand that his love is real. It's not about the four walls of the church and all the religiosity and all the legalism and all of that stuff, the doctrines and the theology. What is love? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. What does that look like for me? Mark, what does that look like for you? Luke, how does that translate in your life? How do we love our wives? How do we love our children? How do we love people when we walk out the door? How do we love his children? Time to end the, the false, fake nonsense, the facade that has gone up. It's time for us to love people into his arms the way that Christ loved the broken. He didn't mm-hmm. come to save the people sitting in the pews. He didn't come to save the people that are already churched. Point. It, Point. It's not about, exactly. it's not about yeah. them. That's it. Hmm. It's That's literally who he got in a fight with. It's literally who he beefed with was the Pharisees, was the religious. That's it. Hmm. Bro, that's it. That's you know, when they were enough, outside. Enough of, enough of fake Christians, fake Christians. That's it. When they were right? outside Matthew's house. And he was inside and he was with them, the tax collector and all the people that were in there. He knew what they were saying and thinking. Mm-hmm. Got it. He understood. Mm-hmm. I'm not here for the people that are healed and have band-aids. And all. Mm-hmm. I'm here for the broken. I'm here for the sick. I'm here for the, I'm, that's what I'm here for. That's mm-hmm. what you're here for. That's it. Yeah. Sick, man. Don't get me started. We're gonna start preaching again. No, in a I second. know. Yeah, I was like, this could just open up a whole other can. <laughs> oh, serious, bro. You have no idea. So, Luke, I appreciate you, brother. Thank I'm so you, glad we're in business yeah, together, great. man. Absolutely, Listen, man. I, I was glad to see you in Vegas when we got a chance to chat and and, yes. and uh, shake hands and hug each other, man. I can't, I'm looking forward to the next big event that we get to yeah. get to get together with and and be in person. And Nick will probably be with us, but brother. Do yeah. us an honor and go ahead and pray for our listeners and pray for yeah. our watchers sure. and just, just bless them tonight. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate you being up. All right, man. Thanks for having me. All Thanks right, dear you. God, I pray for every single person who hears this message. God, I just pray that they would be uh, transformed, Father, that whatever way of thinking that they've had in the past, that that would fall off, Father, that they would be able to see you for who you truly are. And God, and not who the world may paint you to be. Father, but I ask that you would encounter 
each person specifically for what they need, God, for so that you can show yourself to who to them for who you are, God. And I just ask that you would bless them. God, meet all their needs according to your riches and glory, God. And I pray that they would find you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. God bless, guys. God bless. This is Mark here. Thanks so much for joining us on this last podcast. We really, truly appreciate your support. We definitely could not do this without you. If you can take just a brief second and click that share button, share this podcast to your social media, get this message out to more people so that there's a greater impact on our community. And for those of you who want to give a little extra support, leave a review on Spotify, Apple Music, or Google Podcast. Thanks so much. God bless. And we'll see you in the next episode.